0: You're tuned in to Fans, a popped-off podcast, the casual fan's home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from the First Brandon studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Aluremore. I'm Howler. And we're sorry we missed you last week. We really missed you.
1: We did. We actually... We didn't intend to. We were, we were here. We recorded. A good we, show. A good yeah. show just for you. I really enjoyed it. We were having a good time. We yeah. were flying high off a recent Mayhem win, so, you know, we were... Good spirits all around and then uh, there was we we then it was awful we checked it out the
0: (laughs) audio was full of noise and hiss and when there was audio when there was audio (laughs) and and when then there wasn't audio still full of noise and hiss so I guess there was always audio it was just never acceptable and we weren't gonna give you guys bad content Mm. you guys don't come to us for us to do a bad job and we appreciate that and we appreciate that by not delivering to you A bad job so we're Mm. sorry that you missed us last week we missed you too Mm. but we're here now we're back we're back and we are gonna jump right into the thick of it because we've got two weeks kind of to pseudo cover and we're just in a weird place right now (laughs) and everything is happening all the things are happening out yeah they're all ending too it's true oh it's so sad (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we're going to start right here with our hometown boys. You know what? I'm ready to call them the hometown heroes now. I think they deserve it.
1: I, I think so, too. It's been
0: a, a good couple weeks right. for the Florida mayhem. Right. So Florida is showing significant life this stage. They had yes. a 3-0 against the Spitfire, yep. 3-1 against the Defiant, a super close 1-2 loss against the Valiant, mm-hmm. and they really they look like a
1: top team. Yeah. They look like they belong in the top of these brackets right Yeah. Now. At least, like, definitely, like, top 10. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're, we're looking really, really strong. Um, our Mei Hanzo is looking very good. BQB has done such a good job picking up the Mei. And Sai has really started to seem to come into his own on the Hanzo the past three matches. Right. So we're looking really good. Gargoyle! Oh, is my a gosh. Beast! The guy is a
0: menace. Craziness. He's eating the things he needs to eat. Yeah. He's killing the people he needs to kill. As a diva, he's getting the hooks he needs to get as a roadhawk.
1: Ninety-three yep. percent hook accuracy on Hollywood. Absurd. He almost mm. got a six K that map too.
0: Mm.
1: Hago oh, or was it? Chris? I don't remember. I One of Chris. the supports. One of the supports. Dang Stole it, guys. His 6K. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking. We're looking like a really solid team, and we're starting to see the payoff of. What we've been trying to build to, which surprisingly is just replacing Zephyr so far. It's true. But um, I think our team always kind of looked better in a 222 meta. It doesn't feel like we were built for a Goats meta, and then it feels like a lot of our pickups were built for a Goats meta. So we're in this weird spot that, like, okay, well, we're back to being a good 222 squad. Um, but definitely the pickups of fate and Gargoyle, our tank line, is much improved. Yes. Um, and I think that's the big thing, and then just having our our star DPS players actually being able to be stars.
0: For sure, for sure, for sure. So, it, it, it's weird, right? Because I, I, where do you think the this is coming from? Because part of me wants to go, this is coming from, we didn't just have a rebuild of players. We bought, we got a bunch of coaches. We got Ryu Tsubasa, yes. who, is a top-tier analyst, and really guided the Mayhem Academy to all their victories, Mm -hmm. do do you think that this comes from, I mean, we talked about really the only replacement that made the biggest difference seems to be the replacement of Zephyr, Right. so that makes me think that maybe some of this is attributed to, we had a weak link player, Mm -hmm. just one though, and then we just needed the coaching staff to get everybody together. Is that what you're feeling, or what do you think?
1: Yes, and I think it's even weak link player to star level player, Mm. like upgraded to possibly the best player on our team, right? That's a huge shift of worst player to best player in a role. Um, So I I think that's definitely there, right? And Fate is now on a more comfortable hero, right? and I think Fate is just a world-class main tank when he's not on the Reinhardt. So those are two big things for the Florida Mayhem, but you're definitely right. I think getting this coaching structure finally in place is a huge deal, because that's something we've just struggled with for a long time, right? I mean, we've been kind of shuffling in and out for the past few stages, mixed roster, Minerals in, Minerals out. We're trying to, uh, Riders out early in the preseason. We're trying to get new Korean coaches in, but they're remote. We have to get them to the States. Um, it's basically just falling on the back of um, SNT, awesome guy, to be just kind of the one reviewing their scrims and giving input. That's that was never meant to be his role, right? He was never supposed to be more of like the head coach position. He's probably assistant coach, I imagine. That was supposed to be more on the tank side, but now he's like looking at overall team strategy. He was probably not yeah. that comfortable with goats, so we does finally feel like we have a coaching staff in place. Um, though I will say this is probably a meta where coaching is a little less important, at least compared to the goats meta, where okay. it wasn't about individual skill, it was about team play. Right. And in this meta, individual mechanical skill can shine, which BQB, Gargoyle, and Saya player have oodles and oodles of.
0: That's true. That's true. So we're gonna move on to our uh, noteworthy topics, and and. Florida looks like a top-tier team. Yeah. They're already eliminated from playoffs. But I really don't think that that's the saddest storyline. I Mm. think the saddest storyline is going to be the justice. So many people have the justice ranked. yeah, analysts, the casters, among their top three in their respective power rankings right now. Yep. But they have been out of playoffs for so long. And this huge meta change at the end of the season feels pretty bittersweet instead of the goodness that we were expecting from 2 2, two because yeah. of things like this.
1: Yep. I mean, the, definitely the timing felt bad. Like, this is a sweeping rule change, right? Right. I know this has been discussed to death, but we have did a, a sweeping rule change at the last minute. And so, things have changed drastically in the league. Vancouver Titans looking better this past week, but aren't as dominant as they once were. San Francisco Shock somehow still... Uh, first place when you have architect striker
0: on your bench the whole season long yeah
1: and they're still not playing striker Mm -hmm. um but there might be more going on there anyway uh but yeah now the justice is looking like a top team and it does it is kind of unfortunate that we have we're not going to be able to see just how good they are because they're not going to be in the ins, they're not going to be in the playoffs there's no stage playoffs for them to show their stuff in. it's just we'll never know we'll We'll never. never get to see san francisco shock versus the washington justice which probably would have been a An amazing fantastic game. match, yeah. So it's, it, it's a shame, really. Um, and that's going to be a common theme, I think. Yeah. Um, as we look forward into Overwatch League's future. Because esports, right, it's, we're trying to do long traditional seasons, but games get updated mm. on a fairly frequent basis. Um, So I think it's always going to be a hard thing and a challenge between how do we resolve competitive integrity and keeping Overwatch on the same patch as the Overwatch League um, so that the viewers' experience in-game can mirror what they see when they're watching the Overwatch League.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's really tough. It almost feels, Mm -hmm. you know, to me, like it would have been better for them to just wait to do the 2-2-2 two, two, two until actual playoffs. The way we didn't get this hype up for the Justice, because then we wouldn't be go we wouldn't go into playoffs going, oh the Just we're missing one of the top three teams in the in the league right now. Yeah, but we would go into playoffs going these are the best teams in the league. We're gonna change the game on them, and we're gonna see how they fight it out. And without uh without all this. You know, baggage. You know, Florida looks really good. Justice look really good. Both look like teams that, if this had been what's going on, they would be in our playoffs running. Mm-hmm. And and now instead, what it looks like is, well, our top six are kind of look like question marks. Our play in teams look very good. Yeah. But then we have these eliminated teams who also look like they're probably better than some of our play, like most of our play in teams. So it's a struggle.
1: Yeah, um, I do think this is. Good in the aspect of the play-in teams. I think it would have been bad if the play-in teams were on a different patch. But my understanding is, because me and my brother were looking at this yesterday, it does look like play-ins are going to be on the Sigma patch. Yes, that's what I've been understanding. I'm not super thrilled about that. I mean, I guess that means you get the best teams in the playoff meta. Um, are going to be the best and they get into playoffs and they get to play that same meta. Um, I kind of wish it was on this stage four patch and it was more like a a pseudo stage four playoffs and we got to see those best teams rise up because sometimes it's just a matter of being slow to adapt to the meta, right? They're really not gonna probably have a lot of time. It's gonna be probably the Kit Kat Ravelry weekend. Mm. And then I imagine that Thursday, play-ins kickoff. I still I, haven't released that schedule, but that's, that's what true. I'm that's what I'm assuming. Right. So they're not gonna have a lot of time, especially these the play in teams that have to go to the Kit Kat Rivalry weekend and are playing for their playoff lives. A lot, a few of them, like Shanghai Dragons might be competing for their top six. Hangzhou Spark played the Shanghai Dragons that might decide who gets into the top six. Yeah. So it's not gonna be like they could just ignore it and prepare for planes. They're gonna have to prepare for this and then they're gonna have four days while the other teams who have that week off are gonna be able to practice the new patch. So it's, I don't love
0: it. No, it really doesn't feel great either way you slice it to have these changes come in so big at the end of the season.
1: Mm Hmm. But it, it does, it's just part of the story to me. Just, you just kind of have to accept it, right? And you think about it and like, okay, this is the new big hurdle, 2 2 two's in, it's stage four, how do teams adapt? It's just part of the story, it's how it is, and I think it, it'll it make interesting talking points when you go back and you can like point to it, and you're like, oh, remember back in <laughs> 2019 when there was the big 2, two, two switch, this, this 2 thousand and thirty six season reminds me of that twenty nineteen oh scenario, you know. So yeah. it's just it's just it's just how it is. It's how, how the world works. How the rules work. And it's uh we'll see the teams that can adapt best.
0: The teams. Speaking of the teams, the yeah. teams that have qualified for playoffs and play-ins, mm-hmm. they are all but solidified. Um, the only real question seems to be the twelfth slot. But technically if you're yes. watching the standings that are coming up on WatchPoint and throughout, mm-hmm. the, throughout the league matches, there is technically some mathematical chance for Dallas, Paris, and Boston.
1: I, somehow Boston. Right? Like, I don't understand. You must have to, like, every other team that's in playoff contention must have to, like, go 0-4 and, and then Boston just 4-0s from here. Because you look at it, it it, it must be, like, point zero 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 one percent chance. So would you say <laughs> it's
0: safe to go ahead and just call it for these three teams Dallas Paris Boston
1: yeah yeah they're, ba- they're, they're, they're basically done unless some other team literally like forgets to bring their keyboards like it's it's done <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> that's kind of how I'm feeling as well yeah
0: um, particularly for Dallas and Boston who look to be some of the worst teams in this two two, two. yeah it's unfortunate um, Paris is not looking hot but,
1: but they're get- they're getting like a Okay, wins. Which they really beat just, Philly. That's decent. Philly's a bit of a question mark right now for me, but that's which a really just leaves win. Valiant, who's in 13th place. Yes,
0: barely outside, but could still pop in.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other big thing is going to be who's our top six, because right. the Spark right now are a big question mark. They still have three games to play. They're only one game ahead of Soul Dynasty and. Um, can't remember the other 14 team. But really the two teams that might get into the top are the Seoul Dynasty and the Shanghai Dragons. So those two teams can potentially break into top six if Hangzhou Spark does not do well. Okay. So and if Hangzhou Spark gets into play ins, it's very likely this team's dropping out.
0: Mm. Yeah, without so, Crystal in the lineup, they've really been struggling.
1: Yeah, they don't they they do not look like this meta is theirs. And you can't rely on Gu Shui to be a carry in an Orissa meta. No, he's unless unless he suddenly figures out how to play, play Winston or, in here, or play Orisa like Gesture does, because he's our one carry Orisa in the league. But otherwise, <laughs> or true. Muma on Well. <laughs> Mooma's really good at getting environmental eliminations on Well. But other than that, those are your two carry Orisas, and one of them's very situational. Yeah. So unless they figure that out, I'm not. I don't. I don't have high hopes for the Spark. But they did look better this week. So uh-huh. we'll see.
0: We'll see. It's gonna be a blast. I'm real excited. Everything's yeah. coming. Everything's coming to a nice, yeah, nice little close with the Sigma patch. Going to come in hopefully for that. That's going to be great to just see two 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 in the balances that Blizzard wanted it as well. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I don't know how many of our viewers have been watching Watchpoint. I imagine many of them. If you're not watching Watchpoint, but you're watching some obscure podcast and listening to some obscure podcast, that just really doesn't compute to me. But maybe you just really love us. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, I personally have really been enjoying the power ranking segments on the Sunday night Watchpoint post shows. Mm. Uh, I, last week, they put Reinforce on the desk and had him come up and talk about his power rankings. Right, because he see- writes for the Overwatch League website. Right, on Wednesdays, power his power rankings come out. And I'm seeing him put the University of Waterloo in his power <laughs> ranking, Hacksaw's Genji getting ranked number two. Oh, that was a blast. Reinforce mm. really knows how to, you know be real and be real entertaining at the same time. It's a blast. This past week, they did a community power rankings board, which isn't really a community power rankings board. It was just, who's on the desk? Move their power rankings around. Um, and that, that was also quite a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. What do you think about those kinds of things? I feel like, the especially with the board that everybody got to make a move on that, that might be a fun thing for us to do here come 2020 season.
1: Yeah, I, I would always definitely be down. It's always fun to have a little prop. It's been a minute. It has since been we've a had solid one. minute. And, uh, I'm always doing power rankings. I'm a, I will dread a little bit having to digest all the information of the week and then up- chuck it. <laughs> Spew it out right a, afterwards Onto a board Monday morning after games end at 10 o'clock at night the night before. So that'll be a little tough. I won't get my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to kind of move. Well, we'll... But we'll, it'll be fun. We'll and put like, it out
0: there as the official Cowl fans power rankings if we do that, and then you can yeah. still have Howler's power yeah, rankings.
1: Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll I'll see if I change my mind about anything. But yeah, it could be fun, and, you know, um, I like the way they do it on the show, too, kind of, like, take turns, kind of switching it. We could kind of have maybe maybe limited, limited moves to kind of... Yeah, something Show like you our, can move. You can move two teams, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or maybe. like disagree in two spots, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll work something out. But yeah, that could be fun. It could be lots of fun.
0: So um, yeah, look forward to that. Speaking of things to look forward to, what game should we really be looking forward to next week? I don't even know.
1: So get out
0: your schedule, buddy, because this is looking nuts.
1: There are some major important games. I'll point out fun games, but I'm also going to point out important games. Hit me with those important games first. The first, the very, very important game is going to be Seoul versus Shanghai. Because Seoul versus Shanghai might decide, might, might decide who gets top six should Hangzhou Spark have a week. A a week, week. A week, week. W-E-A-K, W-E-E-K. Understood. Got it? Cool. So that's going to be a very critical match um, to decide top six. Now, our other games for deciding who gets the 12th slot Chengdu versus San Fran, you probably don't have too much hope for that. Valiant versus Boston, not too big of a deal. Um, You're kind of expecting the um, Kit Kat rivalry weekend to be. Those Where the twelfth slot is decided partic- with mostly just how good is the Valiant gonna do. Technically um, Atlanta Rain
0: has a chance to fall out still. They're not locked in yet. And they play the yes. Justice this
1: week. Yes, so those are gonna be my fun matches.
0: Those are your those aren't your important matches.
1: I guess they are important too. I didn't even think about them being important. I was just thinking about them being fun. Oh, but man. Atlanta plays Washington and London. And I do have a bit of a question mark on Atlanta because most people have them very high in their power rankings. For me, last week, I think they were sitting about ninth or 10th because um, they reminded me of Vancouver early on in this stage. Like, you've seen Erster popping off on Genji and things like that. Like, I remember Hawksaw right. popping off on Genji. And then Vancouver started to have to fight good teams yeah. who were playing the meta. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to run these off-meta strats in other teams and it really wasn't working. So that's kind of what Atlanta was reminding me of, beating up bad teams, but I wasn't ready to say they're gonna be good teams because they've really been beating up on the bottom of the league. Like they've played, I think, at Paris, um, Hangzhou Spark, and who else did they play? Like Boston, I wanna say maybe Dallas Fuel. They've played, oh, Houston Outlaws. So they've played really, really weak teams, right? Like the probably bottom five of the league, um, at least this stage. So this is going to be their first test. I think London, even though their struggles, is one of the better teams. They're just losing to very good teams, but they're probably still top 10. Okay. um, At worst, top 12. So still a good team. Right. Um, and then Washington Justice is one of our top three. So we're really going to get to see where is Atlanta. Can they beat Washington? If that's the case, All Atlanta right. probably go into playoffs. Yeah, true. That's a huge win. That's a big one. Um, if they lose to them, or if they lose to the Washington Justice, and then can beat the London Spitfire, we should have a really interesting play I think plans are going to be interesting regardless, but that's just going to be, I think there's going to be Three or four teams that can realistically make it out of this bracket. Yeah. So it should be should be a lot of fun. Um, and then yeah, if Chengdu happens to upset San Francisco Shock, that'll be a huge deal. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a there's a lot of important <coughs> games. So Atlanta are the fun ones, but keep an eye on Seoul versus a uh, Dragon. I'm looking well. forward
0: to watching the Florida games next week. Um, the game against Toronto, I would really like to see how well Toronto adapts to what they just learned from playing Florida this past week. Yeah. Year. So. That they're not important. Not an important game at all. Both of those teams are eliminated. Really doesn't matter at all. But as a Florida native, as a
1: Florida fan, I want to watch that one These in particular. Matter to me, most.
0: They matter. Uh, the. Florida, I had so Toronto much fun fan. watching
1: the Toronto Florida game. Florida was just balling on people. I, that's the first time I could ever think of watching a game where Florida was just decimating. We've won before. We decimated pretty hard against the Spitfire. Were you watching that game two weeks we, ago? We we did, but I guess that was like. More of a surprise decimation, so like that was fun, but it was like it. I wasn't ready for it. This was me <laughs> going into a match, believing that Florida was a good team and watching them execute as a good team. Yeah. And I just I haven't had that experience yet as a fan. It's nice, I've thought it? like, okay, this match could be close, and then it turns out to be close and we squeak out the win. Mm. Like, but I've never just had Florida's a really good team. We're a top team in this meta, and then we come out and we show that. Yeah, that was crazy, and like we really did just body them outside of control. Um, So I'll be interesting, interested to see if they adapt. Um, I think this is a team that could adapt. Yeah, they've been really doubling down on the um, the Reaper Reaper May which I don't think is the best look all the time. You need to be able to play some Hanzo. So I'd either like to see Logics pick up more Hanzo, which I think they did in the match against Seoul. I remember that happening a bit. Or um, Ivy has been their Hanzo player. Some of their bright moments in week one was um, his Hanzo on control. Granted, that's not the place you want Hanzo anymore. It's right. anywhere but control, basically. Sure. Um, so I think they realized Mangachu did better on map one and then they just subbed them out completely. I think it would be worth it putting them in on maps where Reaper is not so good um, and you could play Logic's Mangachu. Um, yeah. Maybe there's some communication issues on non-control maps where they don't like that, but I, I think it would be a good idea. I would like to see it. I would like to have a little bit more of a competitive match because we really did Body them. Yeah, and
0: um, <laughs> as bad as the uprising has been looking, um, that's the Florida's other game next yeah. week. Yeah, and that really,
1: that really should be another bodying. That honestly. really should be. And Bo- that feels
0: a little weird to say that yeah. I expect Florida to destroy somebody. This
1: that, and Boston is. I, on my power rankings and most people's power rankings, I think they're in they're in twenty. Twentieth. Um, Boston has had some moments where they randomly look good, especially after halftime. They just come out and suddenly decide like they figured out how to play Overwatch, mm-hmm. um, and they've brought some good teams to map five. I'm slipping on who those are, but right. like there were some surprising moments. I think they actually did decent against the Justice. Maybe I can't remember, um, but. This is a team that can surprise you, so I think you can't just, like, as Florida, you can't ignore this match. Like no. totally, you should still prep for Boston, and I prep for the scary Boston because if you prep for scary Boston, that's it. When the little kitten comes out, you should be okay. Yeah. Um, but it, overall, this 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 could be our our first um, two 2-0 week.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. The first one that, ever in the game history. That'd Florida be a Man good mystery.
1: note. A good note to end on. For sure. Um, I will say this, just a little caveat. I know we probably didn't plan for this, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Should Mayhem win this? This says good things about our organization. But I think we cannot rest on our laurels and assume that now that 2 2 here, we're just always going to be good. Oh, no. Because we no, no, have no, gotten no, a bit no. lucky. Like, the, one of the reasons we didn't beat the Valiant is... We had to play on two of our worst maps, Ilios and Temple of Anubis. And one of the big reasons these are our worst maps is Ilios, even in this current meta, is very good for Farah, And Agilities was just making, like, was having his way with us, with with his Farah. And then Temple of Anubis, the meta has not changed for Temple of Anubis. It really hasn't. Not the even me- during
0: Goats did it change. No. Really, the Reaper, or the the... The Junkrat defense has been strong yes. on Anubis
1: for since the beginning of time. Junkrat Widow, and now, now that Goats is gone on attack, you're getting to see the Genji come back. Mm-hmm. Which, so, so we need to be able to play dive with a Genji, right? Right now, we do not have a Farah player. We do not have a Genji player. We are. Very fortunate that this meta is working out for us with Cyan. That's DTP. true. We really need a good projectile We really player. need a projectile DPS player, because we only have hit scan. Before we say before we say that
0: we only have hit scan, DPI yes. is supposed to be a flex DPS player. Is he not a
1: projectile player? So that's the one thing, because that was our big question mark going into this, right? He was supposed to be a D.Va player who could play DPS right um, that's so he was just not playing DPS because of the goats meta I get it Those right people were it, but the one time we've subbed him in when we fought London Spitfire with our quote unquote B squad right we put him we, back on we, the we put him on diva again. so it, it seems to me like we aren't crazy about his DPS my other big okay. thing too is going to be in stage three when we were running triple DPS comps who were we wanting who were we running See here, Saya, BQB, Zephyr. Zephyr. We were running Zephyr on Farah. Farah, Zephyr. You would Phara. have thought, you would have thought, if this was a flex DPS player who had a Farah, we would have been playing DPI. That's true. Right. That's a good We call. never saw it. So to me, I'm not expecting anything in the DPS department from DPI. I think he's making a full switch over off tank. Wouldn't even be surprised if he dropped in the off season. Sure. Maybe just. Didn't work out. Um, Pick up Rascal. <laughs> that, would, that would be crazy, but... But Rascal doesn't th- really the There are I some mean, good just DPS's Genji. out there. I've been talking about Water for months now. Um, I'm not super up to date on my contender scene, and I don't know what DPS they play because they're still playing GOATs because they haven't made it to playoffs in every region. Right? right? So, I don't, I don't really know what other talent is out there. I know Water's a very good Genji and Pharah, the gauntlet that they he's gonna, already in the U.S. could the, be a good pickup. The gauntlet that they'll have in the off season
0: from the contenders teams that, that globally will that, be that a should be a great place to scout
1: talent as well. Yeah. However, everyone's going to be watching that. I would like, and I trust our team. We have a good scouting department. I believe that. I think Yeah is good. I think Bare Hands is does know a lot about the scene and can yes. Find those He's sorts proven of that talents. he
0: can find people.
1: Yeah, like Gargoyle was a great pickup, right? Right. So just get one good flex DPS player and then get better backups on main support and um, flex support.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I just, I feel like Byron would be better off served as like a two way player rather than just someone we're like kind of considering okay. on Hago Poon's level. He hasn't proved that he is. Hago's been definitively better. By a significant margin. Um and but so good things for Florida, but like this should not be we need to just carry this team in because now we're gonna win. Right. We still need to make changes. We need to prepare to be meta-proof still. Just because yeah. it's two 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 doesn't mean the meta never changes. And we're still not winning all the time, right? Like right. I want Florida Mayhem to be a number one team, not a number ten team. Right. So and I think we could do that. I think our DPS line. Is star level. I think our tank line is star level. If we could just get a star level flex DPS mm-hmm. and then maybe I don't know what you do to the support line, but one star person in there. Um either position probably pushes yeah. us pushes us that extra level that we need yep. to be Either like a crazy team. shot caller or just like a a Jonak or Twilight Level Flex DPS. Although Hago has been really good, so it hurts me to like say those sorts of things. I mean but and maybe Hago maybe
0: Hago kicks it up a notch and off. Yeah, season, and you know, so having
1: that sort of competition could be good too, to yeah. actually have someone else who is that level. Like Myung Bang, um, that was rumored way, 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 way back right. when, right? And his team is dominating a lot of that is because of his prowess on these flex support heroes. So I would like to see it um and then we probably need to shore up our Rhine position if that ever came into effect but yeah anyway yeah we caveata. definitely need
0: to be ready for that kind of thing
1: <laughs> so you know
0: lots of great things happening mostly though as, as excited as we want to be about florida after this next week we won't be talking about them anymore just playoffs for a
1: little bit and i'm sure you know once the playoffs roll out we'll have a few months and we'll talk a lot about what we want to see from florida and the, yeah the and in the making. 2020
0: season in general i think We'll, we'll, yep. be, we'll be having those conversations. We'll
1: touch on it here and there. We probably, after this season ends and we start getting into play-ins, I imagine that's when we're going to get our 2020 schedule. We'll talk about we're that. We're supposed to be getting
0: that sometime this month. So we, yeah. t- we have another Should be soon. We have another 18 days, realistically. I'm sure
1: that, this there'll on. be some news to talk about, but probably playoffs focus for the most part. Yep,
0: yeah, It's going to be great, lots of fun. Please make sure you stay tuned with us because yep. we are going to bring it. We're going to have fun with it, whether you like it or not. So you may as well come and join us.
1: Hopefully, hopefully if you've made it this far into an episode, you like it, and you (laughs) didn't just wake up from some weird dream.
0: (laughs) I fell asleep at the beginning when he said, Brandon, I was like, what's Brandon? (laughs) Oh, oh, playoffs. If you're that fan, we love you too.
1: (laughs) Glad, Uh, hope you had a good sleep. Hope you had a good nap, all right. Well, that's
0: all of the time we've got for today. Thanks for tuning in. We want to make sure we thank Popped Off for all of their support and help that they offer to our show. Please remember to check us out. We're on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, major podcasting platforms. Mm-hmm. So if your friend's on been like, I don't know about these weird Overwatch podcasts, but he's got like you know, iTunes on his phone or Google Play on his phone. He's got to have one of those because those are the two big phone people. You'd be like, hey, check these guys out. They're silly. All right. Remember, ah, make sure to follow us on our social medias for all sorts of news and behind the scenes looks. We try to share all of the news that we see. We're just two guys though. So sorry if we miss stuff. Feel free to tag us in things though. You know, we'll you tag us in the news and we'll we'll hit that retweet or that share button depending on which platform it's in. All right. I'm Alura Moore. I'm Haller. And you've been tuned into CalFans. We will see you next week.